0: This is the Squeaky Bum Time podcast, a CFCP production with Mike and Laurent. All right, we're back. We're back. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to jump onto Mike's style and I have something I want to talk about that that I think is interesting. So, Mike, shut up. <laughs> uh, so so this week in the Premier League in in English soccer was the Carabao Cup, which is a league cup that all the professional teams play in. It is not the FA Cup, which Every team in England plays. So the League Cup has 96 teams. Those are the professional teams. The FA Cup has 792 teams. And those are all the teams in England. And what I think is great about it is, in England, as we're in the NBA finals, we're in the NHL final, final, finals? One of those two. Final. Uh, we, <laughs> it's the NBA finals and the NHL final. Right. Got it. The uh, we, 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 U.S. sports are in this win. Only, the only thing that matters is that you've won. And there's only one winner every year. And Americans love that. European soccer does not have that. They have this amazing thing of cups. And on a, for a, a high-level team like Barcelona or Liverpool, you can, you're in six competitions in a year. Or any team that starts in a Premier League, you're in three. And I think it's great. And I think it's really helpful that we have these. Why do I think that? Because more winners is better. Uh, our sports in the U S right now, we're all worried about, Oh, well, you shouldn't really worry about this, but we somehow get wrapped up in ratings as sports fans. Like why the fuck do we give a shit about ratings? Um, but our sports regular seasons are devalued. We're seeing it in the NBA where just happened a team that was great. Just got bounced. They had a good regular season. The Clippers got beat. No big deal happens in hockey. I'm sure. Constantly, <laughs> like I'm, be- I'm betting, I don't know the stats right here, but I'm betting the President's Cup, which is the best regular season team in hockey.
1: Lost in the first is- round.
0: Right, lost in the first round. That's not, we should celebrate those teams. We should give more teams chances to win. And I'm the- this pod is really about celebrating ho- uh, soccer and football and why it's different and why it's interesting. And winning more things is fascinating. Because you can judge your season and argue and go, well, that league, that cup doesn't make a difference. Oh, I won the League Cup. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to a big team, but it means something to a team that's never won anything. You ask a Swansea fan what it was like to lift the League, truck, league Cup a, a two, three years ago, that shit mattered. Tottenham, if you guys won the League Cup, I don't care. You'd be fucking happy. It would be a trophy. You'd wave it. Uh, Arsenal fans, last season. They had a shit season. They finished in 10th. Were they over the moon that they won the FA Cup? You bet your fucking ass they were. And with this sort of style of you only win once and we only have one champion, and if you don't win anything, you don't count. I think it's bullshit, and I don't like it. And I think about a player like Stevie G, right? Steven Gerrard famously won everything there was to win except one trophy. But he's still considered a winner. He's not considered a loser who never won anything. He won League Cups. He won an FA Cup. He won two Champions Leagues. He just never won the league, right? So he wouldn't be in like, someone like Charles Barkley or, or, or Dan Marino, who never wanted, uh, the, respectively would never won their league. But had our sports had those things, why is – I'm hearing some weird shit. Maybe they would have won a trophy of some sign some kind so these are the sort of little things about soccer that i think are interesting and they have these little sinews of differences like it's not just about the playoffs and winning there's other things to do there's how you play there's what you win there's how you win it there's when you win it there's what level you should be and what level you are and where you are in the pyramid of growth for your team right an fa cup for manchester city is not the same as the fa Cup for tottenham winning the league cup for swansea is not the same as the league cup for for manchester united winning the europa league doesn't mean shit if you're someone who wants to win a champions league but it means a fuck ton for sevilla who's won it five times so these are the interesting things that i think about with soccer and we'll uh we'll transition into the week's preview but i thought it's an interesting way to think about it and mike i wonder if you want to jump in and, and throw some of your shade on my thoughts
1: <laughs> I do and I think largely the point I agree with right over the way that you look at the entire 96 and 790 however many teams um I agree I think it's really really compelling and interesting that there's different storylines and narratives I mean look at the 2019 Tottenham season the Premier League form was going cratering and they were going to the Champions League final they had literally a Jekyll and Hyde season and then they fired the manager. it's not the point is that they are continuing in different parallel directions, right? So it it is really, really compelling in a number of different ways. With that said, we are in a streak right now. And I look at it through the prism, as you mentioned. Tottenham won the League Cup in 2008. It's the last trophy they've won. It's ridiculous. I don't count the League Cup as a real trophy. The fans over there would absolutely smack the shit out of me. They do. The real real cup that they won with 1991, the FA Cup, they haven't won the league, the Premier League, I should say, since 1961. Yeah, it's been a while, right? So I should absolutely cling like grim death to any silverware I can get. And yet, we are stuck within a a period starting today where they played Plovdiv in Bulgaria because of the fucking Europa League? Get out of town. They have to play, starting today, they have to play nine games in 21 days. That includes two or three Europa League games, two or three uh, Carabao Cup games, which is the League Cup for the, the uninitiated. It's bullshit. Now, I understand and I agree, but the way that it looks, it, like you said, it's different for a City or a Tottenham than it is for a Crystal Palace. I totally understand that. But Tottenham fans, and even City fans to a lesser degree, like, they still want it, which means – it's a tournament of, of our backups and your stars, and we're counting it the same. I, that, that's where the, the, the idea breaks for me, because in the context of all these games, now you're going to face a higher injury risk. You're going to face probably dropped form in other more important games and more important competitions. So I'll shut up now, but I think that it's uh, – I think that that's kind of where my gripe stands with all of the all of the different tournaments.
0: It all depends on where the club is, right? Like Aston yes. Villa fans are over the moon that they stayed in a league and got to the final, right? Yes, absolutely. It's, yeah, and it's its interesting. I just like the idea of it. And the reason why teams don't play for it is because money, right? There's no okay. money in it. If, if they made it – like in the U.S., you could make things more compelling if they're like – Let's say the NBA or even the NHL or an NBA or the if let's say they gave you extra picks, if you want right. something, that would be incredible. Right. Just agree, make, if there's you want to make something interesting, make it interesting. Right. There's certainly ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and it's not, I'm and it's not for, it's not for now. Right. It'll take a long time. American culture is so playoff driven and just like, Oh, without the playoffs, <laughs> it's, it doesn't mean anything. I'm like, you know what? Don't, fucking kill the golden goose, man. Don't start putting more layers of playoffs because you end up like hockey and, I, to a le- and basketball. Basketball is probably the worst defender. And you end up with a sport that doesn't, regular season doesn't mean anything to the point that the game is played differently. That's yeah. really the problem. When the game starts being played differently and that's where you lose a lot it, to the it, point it, that it like, Playoff basketball and playoff hockey are literally a different sport. I would totally
1: agree. I just watched the game where I was like, that seven penalties, but okay, in the playoffs in the third period, that doesn't count. Um, yeah, I, I think that especially in the world we're in right now, we almost have a blank canvas coming in. I mean, look at baseball, right? They've got a 16-team playoff. What the fuck is that about? You have teams with a losing record, and we're going to make the playoffs.
0: It's, but, a, disa- it's a disaster because going is the after worst. It,
1: right? But you, now you have – a, a blank slate. You can say, look, that was batshit crazy. We're going to tone it down from <laughs> that new shit, right? Maybe yeah. so. so I think that there's an opportunity. And we said, you know, previously the NBA is flirting with this idea. Uh, we don't know where it's going to go. I know that they were talking about it before all this COVID shit. And, and, and like I said, who knows where it's going to go next. I do think that, like you said, there are ways to incentivize it. And I would be open to more things, more games, more sports, more shit. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah let's do it let's do it anyway so speaking of our, of our favorite sport and the best tournament that we follow and and this will be another topic it's just like how the fuck does soccer get in your brain when you're a sports fan of one country and you're watching a team that plays in another country and you become insane and you're like why did i even watch my sports in my country this is so much better but anyway <laughs> uh we have the big games of the week will be will be uh is um Oh fuck! Liverpool, Chelsea. Chelsea already played a pretty, pretty decent game the other day against Leeds. Was it Chelsea and Leeds? I no, that was Liverpool, Leeds.
1: was Liverpool against Leeds. Oh, it's Liverpool against Leeds. Oh, is yeah. Sorry. So, so Chelsea Liverpool like, get, having yeah.
0: having a tough run of it. Um, we'll we'll talk Southampton because of uh, he should not be named coming soon. His his royal man bun uh, <laughs> coming through. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get there, folks. We'll, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about Manchester United only because they haven't played yet. And uh, we'll talk about City at the end, who play on Monday. Well, let's start with your beloved man bun and, and in charge. And, and talk, okay, talk, to me, talk to me about what's going on with Gareth Bale.
1: Well, so let me be clear about something very straight off the top. There's been significant Tottenham storylines in each of our first three podcasts. Now, this is not a Tottenham podcast, despite my it, best... It,
0: it, it can be. It's fine. We're it starting not, this way.
1: not. Believe me, you'll just hear me weeping sometimes. <laughs> sometime. st- it, some it,
0: it starts with who we love. Right? Really People really are going to love us because we love our teams.
1: And so that's a great segue because this man was the first man I've ever loved. <laughs> I don't know his middle name, fucking Bale. And <laughs> seven years ago, he was one of the most electric, the most electric player in the country. Unbelievable. Doing shit with his left foot that I can't even fathom with my right. And uh, he left. Right, he was the the hottest thing on the market. Real Madrid said, "Here's all the money in the world. We're taking him with us, whether you like it or not." We said, and
0: then you?" Uh, okay. By the way, his middle name is Frank. Very strange.
1: Frank. Okay, all right. Um,
0: <laughs> Frank Francis, terrific. No, not <laughs> Francis. Frank. He's just straight Frank. Just straight Frank.
1: That's so English. <laughs> it's Welsh. Um, <laughs> so he leaves, and he spends seven illustrious years in Real Madrid, scoring the game-winning goal in the Champions League final.
0: On a bicycle kick.
1: On a bicycle kick one of them times. He did it twice, though. And the Madridistas, those pricks, those unforgivable morons, <laughs> the shit out of him. They hated him. They hated him. You know why? Because he wouldn't start to speak Spanish. And I love that about him. As you can see in our Instagram post previously today. It was no way <laughs>
0: You xenophobic <laughs> fucking dipshit. He it's acted just, like an I love, ass. I love
1: that he just didn't care. He's like, I won the biggest thing there ever is to win for you people twice, and you still don't like me. I love uh,
0: the The one that I love is the Keppel do-re goal where he goes down the wing. He runs out of yes. bounds. That's the best.
1: Yes. He dribbles past him, but he runs basically into the bench, gets the ball back, and scores. Unbelievable. But all the, okay. thing,
0: the thing is, is, is when Cristiano left, he was supposed to step up, and he didn't He didn't, he didn't.
1: Now it should be said he's oft injured, but but neither he nor there. Uh, yeah, so he, he,
0: he hasn't played over two thousand minutes in five years.
1: No, I believe that uh, he he is out of favor with Zinedine Zidane, the French legend you know for headbutting Uh Who was it, uh,
0: Mazzarazzi
1: Mac- Mas- Yeah, in the fuck World the, Cup fuck final. The, fuck,
0: the, fuck the scumbag fucking Italians, you pieces of shit! I would agree. Dago, wop, scum, fuck. <laughs> um so anyway carry that's him. the coach
1: of Real Madrid now he hates Gareth Bale will not play him Gareth Bale's making more per week than some countries' GDPs
0: so
1: yeah. <laughs> for a team like Tottenham to sign him we've talked about it for years Getting now him
0: back. now to be fair he could have left if he didn't Want like the thing that's difficult with Bale for me, like as an outsider, I don't love Bale. I don't even. I mean, I've seen him play. I hate his hair. He looks like a monkey. I love him on Wales because he's like plays and is in charge. But the idea is, you want to leave so bad, make it easy to leave, and he's like, nope. I will sit on the bench and get my check
1: because he's getting six hundred thousand pounds or euros a week to do nothing but play golf three times a week. Yeah,
0: but you should want to play.
1: That would worry me. At some point, he just he just a smart man once told me, "Keep getting them checks, right?" So
0: I understand, but you can keep getting them checks if you put an effort into. I don't know. Get less. Like it's not like I I get it. Like it's I get the I get the rationale. But as a elite sportsman in his late twenties, his peak years, he didn't play.
1: No, he did Well, no, he didn't. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you doing? So it's doing? really interesting because he basically made himself automatically public enemy number one with the coach, with the fans, with everybody, and yet he's still the highest paid
0: player on the team. But so, how do, so how does this affect Spurs? What's going on with so Spurs? So we're getting to that.
1: Sorry. So essentially, uh, Daniel Levy, the, the chairman of Spurs, calls up and says, you know what? We'll take him back off your hands. No problem. Basically, twist. Alone grids arm gets them back to pay more than half of those wages for a season-long loan by the way they get Sergio Regulion. I think I'm
0: still like some shit okay again I don't know know who it is is. you know what soccer people can talk shit and say that they know who he is I have never I don't even I, I have no idea
1: I don't either but our friend Chari soon to be guest of the pod tells me he's fucking awesome so I'm excited about it I'm really... If he's
0: excited. not crap, I don't like
1: him. <laughs> He was the best left back in La Liga last year, according to Liga. So that's great. But, so you get these, this coup of two Real Madrid somewhat stars. You bring Gareth Bale back into Tottenham. Now you're going to put him on the right wing. You've got Son on the left, Kane up front, and Bale on the right. And he's a lefty, so he's coming in on the inside. This opens up the entire field that makes Son and Kane significantly more dangerous. now, Again, I mentioned it earlier. The big caveat is he has to stay on the field. It's going to be very difficult for him to do that. He's obviously had a significant amount of injuries.
0: But if he's- here's here's the other problem:
1: well, Tottenham well, still
0: doesn't have a midfielder, and they're playing with fucking Mourinho. They still. Lo Celso,
1: it's still I would put check Lo Celso and, and Dombalay there. With you know what? Just go. Hoiberg's got it in the back. Hoiberg he's still working on that pronunciation too.
0: Ho- Hoiberg. Hoiberg. Yeah, yeah, Hoiberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway,
1: so Tottenham is one of the most lethal attacks in the Premier League when healthy. Again, question for all three of them up front. (laughs) They're all on their day. They're as good or as better than anybody in the league.
0: I I still think the problem is Mourinho.
1: Yeah, no, that's fine. But the problem got less Mourinho today. That's all I'm saying. Right,
0: right. It's checkbook Pulis. Is that real? Is it done? Uh, It is done. They are going to fly to Tottenham by the time
1: this is out in the world. And they will be announced as Tottenham players tomorrow, both of them
0: wow e fucking wow that's a yeah. big deal man that is a big, big, deal. big fucking deal, big deal. Uh, i still don't think they're better than chelsea
1: um they're very similar to chelsea now i think no
0: no 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 no
1: well, the, well i mean they're both midfields are, are jelly so i mean mm. i think, I'd take our fullbacks over chelsea's i think the goaltending is is not that important but kepa's bad
0: K- Keppa's bad. <laughs> I think,
1: I think this puts us in that conversation with them. Again, and from our- You know what's
0: funny, I'd have to remember Bale on a week-to-week basis and I just haven't watched him. I've Would only you like
1: some highlights. I've got plenty queued up. Anyway, it's not a No,
0: no, no. I don't want to see highlights.
1: Okay. <laughs> there's so there's three teams still, but I think Chelsea and Tottenham and and Arsenal, who like you said last week, look good. That's that's a three-horse race I- for four now.
0: Yeah. So we're going to find out about Chelsea and Liverpool tomorrow uh, this week oh, because yes. On Sunday, Chelsea play Liverpool. Chelsea, I thought, were pretty bad against Brighton and Hove and Albion, all three (laughs) of them. Uh, By the way, great place, great, great town. That's like
1: losing to Trinidad and Tobago. Right, right,
0: right. Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, But they won because they're better. Uh, So that was good. And Christensen actually played really good defense. But if Brighton had a decent striker, which is true of like 60% of the teams in the Premier League, they would have won. They they either 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 teams either teams can't defend at all or they can't score. That's usually what happens. So the teams that can score can't defend, and the teams that can't score just lose. Um, But we'll find out about Liverpool because there's something's not fresh in Denmark with them. Uh, We'll find out if they can get their energy back after that. They got exposed by Leeds. Uh, I don't think Chelsea can do what Leeds did. I don't think they're fit enough to run. And play like that. I mean, essentially, what Leeds did was, if anyone got the ball in the midfield, any time there was a transition, three guys just took off, <laughs> just right. ran that field. And, and it was neutral, it was incredible. They just would run. If you're
1: a neutral, you're going to want to watch this game. Uh, it's going to be one of the most exciting games of the year because, like you said, neither at the moment can defend more shit.
0: If you well, I mean, Liverpool can defend they, they just, just haven't to leads, though yeah but they they haven't for probably have seven to, months
1: right but so at the moment you've got a lot of questions of Liverpool like you said are gonna learn a lot about them if that was a blip because they didn't know anything about Leeds, or if this is more yeah. of a pattern that starts to form and then, then
0: like, we'll see we'll see I mean I think show. I think one of the things that's interesting about Chelsea is is Werner who I didn't know how fast he was Very quick. but that dude's fast yeah, and we'll good. see if he can either play off the shoulder. I think Van Dyke could probably keep up with him. Van Dyke's pretty fast. But if, if, it's, if it's Joe Gomez, if it's, if it's Matip, can he get behind? And can Chelsea play balls fast enough? So the question is, is if Chelsea plays their normal midfield of either Kovacek and, and, and the other
1: – Jorginho.
0: Jorginho is a good passer, but I don't get the sense that he can kick it long. Uh, that was the thing yeah. that was. That was the thing that was interesting about Leeds. Billings, they got one of the four man bun players. They had. He <laughs> he he passed it to to Harrison. That was an incredible ball. It was like right. it was a it was a Gerard type breaking pass out to the left. Right. right. It was, it was a away. Pain one of the things. One, one of the things that I think, as I watch soccer and it starts going in my brain a little bit more, a little bit more, little nuanced things that you don't p- you pick up you pick up. Those passes are really fucking hard, and there's only like three guys who can do it
1: that's the most interesting thing about sports to me is that uh i find it in hockey cuz i watch it a lot but soccer as well when you reverse the field in any situation you're passing the ball 50 to 60 yards and it's on if it's anything other than on a dime you're an asshole
0: right <laughs> yeah like well, even even in Ameri- to- even in american football that crossfield throw you just don't do it it's a d- right. disaster
1: right exactly so yeah they're just little skills where i'm like god damn it that was cool catching a pass in hockey uh on your skate and then kicking it up to your foot when it's coming at you 75 miles an hour i'm like holy shit
0: How do you do that yeah week? but you don't but the thing is when you when you, you have to watch it a lot and sort of go oh guys can't do this right right,
1: right right the nuances the problem that people have with soccer in in the u.s especially if you're watching mls is that you don't look at all of these nuanced plays. You just see the ball go in the net sometimes, right?
0: Right, right, right. You don't know. It, the the problem I always had was, how do I know who's good? <laughs> right, exactly. What am I looking for? <laughs> right,
1: right. And, and the more you watch, you, the more you pick up on those little things.
0: So, right, right, right. So, so we've got that game. We, we're wasting we're, – we're fucking around. We did Tottenham. We did Chelsea. Uh, what do I have to say about Manchester United versus, Chelsea, versus Crystal Palace? Well,
1: I think that United put into the sword – because I'm worried about Palace from a relegation
0: perspective. I don't no. want Palace to go down. Why? I want Palace. Why? They—they they got know. Roy. Uncle Roy, we trust. No, they. Uh, I, I, what's interesting for them is they actually got two good players, right? They've got Batshuayi, who's sort of like a a, a high end sub or a lower league striker. Like on a good team, yeah, that's fair. Right? He's kind of like not quite really good. If he got a run in a team every weekend and week out, weekend and week out, he'd score ten to 15, 10, goals, fifteen goals yep right sure right he but at his but we don't know if his best is can he get to become a twenty guy, but some weird things happen. You have a lucky year, you could score twenty goals right Christian Benteke, who's still on Crystal Palace, had a year like that many years sure. ago, and then they have a young guy, another tricky. Uh, uh young black english kid Eze, a uh uh who who's who's almost like the mirror image of of of, of zaha where it's like well zaha's going to be like get, get get out of here uh so so we'll see how that goes and then united every time i hate them they end up playing really well like they're good man they got good dudes <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that um, they've had another week to get healthy too because that's – you can't discount that. It's been 30 days since the fucking season ended, right? <laughs> yeah. You've got that extra week where Luke Shaw was managing an injury and you've got – Yeah,
0: yeah. And,
1: and and Pogba getting another week to gel together a little bit. So I think well, that – I
0: think I think the, the, the Fernandez thing is a big deal. It seems to me that that individual player, he has a level of – Control over his team and a credibility like they just react to him. I think one of the things we don't really think about too often in sport, and it's actually when we talk about City, I'll I'll talk about it. He's got that sinew of connecting people. They like him. Pogba's excited. He's like, "Who's this guy I can play with?" He seems to be talking to people. He's in the middle of the pitch. He's creative, but he's he's he clearly has elevated the team in training somehow. I mean, I don't know all this stuff, but you just see it, right? You're like, okay. All of a sudden, this team clicked with well, one he's guy.
1: The he's the glue that put all the pieces. But together. but
0: but it's more it's more than just that. There's a leadership quality that he has. That's just like, oh, this is a guy. He's he showed not,
1: up and started doing things nobody else in the field was doing in training, and everybody went, holy shit.
0: The guys, what eight really? eight goals, seven assists in fifteen games? That's 15 not normal.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah yeah, something like that. So yeah. Now he,
0: he did run out of gas.
1: <laughs> they ran, out of, they ran of, out
0: of gas the last four games but
1: good to be said how many of those goals were penalties at least half of them but
0: yeah but well they, you earn them right
1: you earn them sure yeah. so yeah i mean he's he's certainly an exciting player again if you're a neutral what time is that game on that is the early game no, no
0: that's the that's the second game. game oh they, they're in that three, they're in that they're in that four games in a day thing Good. I can't leave the house. I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. So, I, have a, I have a daughter. I can't just sit at home and watch <laughs> games so, as much as I want to. And
1: then we go to the, the last game of the week on Monday, which is –
0: super- two, There's two games, but the, my game
1: oh, is well, Sheffield
0: United. Uh, there's yeah. my team, uh, Wolverhampton, playing Wolverhampton Wanderers, who we've already been suggesting to people, watch this team. They won uh, 2-0 uh, against Sheffield United. Um, but my team lost twice to Wolverhampton Wanderers, and even when they were scoring a hundred goals, I mean a hundred points a couple of years ago, even even when they came up, Wolves gave gave City problems because they they are exact team that gives City problems. Really tight, really organized, really good on the break.
1: And if you make mistakes in the net.
0: with guys who take chances, and right. the emergence of of uh, uh, Triore. He just he spun Altamendi around twice, dropped him, scored goals, and once he started finishing, like I, I have no confidence for this team. And the thing I was talking about with Fernandez, the problem with City is with it's not a talent thing, it's a leadership thing.
1: There's thing. no
0: spirit for the team. Right. The spirit they're has they're to come in the league, right? the, yeah, they're the best team in the league. The they're spirit the best
1: uh, hypothetically, Kevin De Bruyne should be that Bruno Fernandez type guy.
0: He he's a leader, but he's not a he's a he's a go home with he's got three kids like he's a go home and be with your family guy. He's right, not right. he's not a rah rah. You don't see videos of him at the pub like Vincent Kompany was just like he would be at the pub and be like, "Boys, we won the fucking league. We fucking beat United. City is blue." And he's like, "Holy shit, who's this guy? He's from Belgium. <laughs> Why is he like?" I'm fired up, right? Yes. So that. Piece of the team is missing. Liverpool have it. They have it with Jordan Henderson as the Englishman, and they have it with Van Dijk as the on-field kind of like this is bullshit in the back. Uh, Chelsea don't really have it. I mean, they have leaders, but they're missing that piece. Um, United, who I think Arsenal has
1: it with uh, Aubameyang.
0: Arsenal has a, lead, a different type of leader. He's galvanizing. They love him. He brings yep. smiles. He wants to score goals. He's, he's they they want to score goals for him and help him score. So he's got that. There's a a real leader in that team. And I think Pogba was supposed to be that for United, but clearly he wasn't for some reason because Mourinho threw him under the bus like an idiot. But now they have that with Fernandez. City's missing it. And I don't see that personality in the team because I don't think that Pep wants those guys. You know what I mean? Like he inherited...
1: Pep is the only ego in the room, right? Right,
0: right. He inherited company. Right. Right? When he went to Barcelona, he inherited Puyo. When he was at at Bayern, he inherited Lahm, and he inherited uh, Müller. Those guys, and and, and Neuer, those guys led the team. He didn't have to do dressing room stuff. He didn't have to be like, this is my club. I play for this badge. Like, Manuel Neuer, I mean, uh, 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 those guys for for Bayern were like, I've been here since eight. You'll leave. Right? Right? We're still going to be here. Right? There's nobody at City that – I mean, maybe Phil Foden can become that. I love Phil Foden. I, I guess. I think, but he's not that yet, right? No, he's a little ways
1: off. But I think the thing to remember, too, is that this is an important trait. And this is the the one of the traits that separates the – you know, in the Chelsea-Liverpool games. This is when that trait shows up, right? When you're – you're trying to break down um, uh, West Brom in the 80th minute. That's when that trade shows up. But over 38 games, let's not play well with City here. They are absolutely flush with talent, despite losing one of those guys, I think, in David Silva last year, because he retired.
0: He's one of those guys. He didn't retire. He's in Spain. <laughs> well, he retired. Right, okay. He left on a free
1: transfer. Yeah. So, so I think that um, it's not, like I said, that we're not going to cry for
0: Manchester. I Just mean, it, it, it might be Raheem Sterling. He, he, someone may step it up, but it doesn't feel that way from the outside, right? Right,
1: I get that, I get
0: that. Right? Um, it, now, they want to push on. They want to score goals. They, they have that, but who's going to be the guy? And I think that's sure. the thing that scares me for City. Uh, I, it always, I have this term, it's weird. It's the Englishness. That you need. No, I agree. And I don't think, and City doesn't have it at all. Now the weird thing is, we. I mean, look at look at the games they lost. City lost to Lyon. City lost to fucking Arsenal. Just games they should never lose. Yeah, I agree.
1: (laughs) And and the crazy thing is, we spoke about Wolves on our second episode earlier this week, where we were talking about how how Portuguese they are and how they don't have they like one pasty white guy and everybody else is Portuguese, right? But think about this for your Englishness term, okay? To go back to the bar analogy, wolves as a caricature of a team—they're the guys in the back of the bar smashing bottles over each other's heads and just headbutting out of yeah. joy, right?
0: right? But they—but they do have Englishness, right? The Englishness they have is in their defenders, right? They have—they okay. have Bali and they have Dendon. What is it? Dend- I can't remember. There's another Dend- center back. Dend- Dend- no, it, the and, other and, center uh, back, Cody. Cody Connor Cody has not. Missed a minute in the yeah. Premier League in three years. Yep. Yeah. That's a guy. Right. That's well, your guy.
1: I agree. But, but going – like, everybody else going forward, they're just – they're just ravenous. They're crazy. They're on you. They they press like a city or like a Liverpool, but I almost feel like they're more lethal for some reason. <laughs> one of the, Actually, one of the things in, in that all or nothing, when they lose – they beat Tottenham in, last year at the lane – John Vertonghen comes off the field. They lose three to two. And he goes, we didn't play a bad game. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> what the fuck just happened?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, by the way, Connor Cody is English. There you go. There you
1: go. Okay. So I reject, <laughs> I reject my lack of Englishness.
0: No, no. Yeah. He, he's their English guy. That's, like you need it. Like, like Liverpool, Liverpool actually have a lot, right? They've got Henderson. They have James Milner. They have that. They have, you've got to have someone who knows the roots of the country on the sure. team. Like, I just think it matters, right? Like, the famous Arsenal team, the defense, they were all English. Yeah. Always. <laughs> right? You can have all the flair and whatever, but ultimately there's got to be a, there's got to be a, get stuck in, you fucking cunts. Let's do this. <laughs> right? You've got to have it. I just think yeah. you do. And that's kind of why I weirdly am a City fan, but really I want to be a shitty football team fan. I really just want Tony Pulis to be my coach.
1: You need a crap football, crap pundit favorite team is what well. <laughs>
0: I do. I follow all of them. I, I'm always like, I, I, you know, I, I hate Burnley, but I secretly like Burnley.
1: I can't follow you down that
0: road, but I get what you're talking like, about. Why isn't Spurs buying Terkofsky?
1: Um, They think Dave Sanchez and Eric Dyer are good center backs. So.
0: They're wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Dyer's showing signs of life, but yeah, it's, it's not,
0: it's not. If you're, gonna, if you're not going to play out the back. Like, Why? Just buy Tarkovsky. He's the best guy if you're not going to play.
1: Because they wanted to, you know what? They got Hoiber and they they put him at the six and they were like, you know what? We'll play around. (laughs) him. That's it. Uh, Believe me, I'm not saying it's the right way. If I'm
0: Arsenal, I'm like, give me Tarkovsky. If City signed Tarkovsky, I'd be over the fucking moon. I'd be like, yes, yes, we will play. He won't play out the back. We'll go do that. We'll use the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) He'll just go, okay, I'm going to get rid of the ball. (laughs) <laughs> or, or or United. Can you imagine McGuire and Tarkovsky together? Oh, my God. The they would just kill you. There's like cauliflower ears everywhere. Yeah, they would have
1: a Chevrolet logo on their foreheads. Bully. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's the thing. Like, there, there's so much, you know, we're we're talking like we know all these things. We're fucking amateurs, right? We're just in the first 10 years or 15 years of loving soccer. And we're learning and we're picking things up and there's things that we like and there's so much cultural weird stuff and you don't even have to watch this league you could watch la liga which don't do that Watch <laughs> three games a year <laughs> no no i mean listen i'm sure if you watch sevilla versus valencia it's a good game right it's so, just different it's just different and we've identified the premier league because of its grit more than anything as uh, american it's in english which helps Right and the availability of it, right? It's all on TV. Right, unlike La Liga, which is still buried in some fucking hellhole. Or for instance, right now, which is a shame, the Copa Libertadores, which is the Champions League of South America, is starting. It's really good. There's crazy goals being scored. But where do I watch it? Why isn't it English? This is the thing I always have with like the Mexican leagues. I'm like, why isn't it on ESPN in English? It's the most watched league in the u.s
1: <laughs> yep. certainly way better quality than MLS.
0: oh way better <laughs> yeah but but and i and i know the reason for it because they don't it's not centrally um it is not centrally negotiated you sign ah. teams so okay. atlas america and whatever are the teams you buy the contract for and you might only get the away games it's fucking That's... weird yeah anyway. no. The business of sport, also exciting. Mike, any, any closing thoughts?
1: No, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend like a fool. Uh, I wake up tomorrow and my hero, Gareth Bale, will be donning our jersey again. I bought a jersey from the first year I was a Tottenham fan with his name on the back. It was pretty cheap on eBay, actually. And uh, so I'm feeling good. And I can't wait for Sunday for that feeling to go away.
0: Uh, I will talk about Gareth Bale, Vale. The Madridistas do not like him because they say that he did not learn the Spanish language to be a Madridista. So when they say goodbye to him, they will say good luck and good reading. (laughs) That's actually very good.
1: (laughs) You sound like if Harry came to Spanish.
0: Yeah, well, he may. That might be the next move. Um, I am actually looking forward to a lot of games. Uh, You know, we talk about Leeds playing Fulham. I'll probably be up for that. That'll be the game I wake up and watch, and I'll probably be able to squeeze in uh, United versus Palace. And then uh, I would be afraid of Southampton. That's a wounded I animal.
1: No, I am.
0: Yeah. Um, and then my team, I'm, I am known. Uh, I'm gonna shout out Brian Austin Alston, whatever the fuck that white dude's name is with the dog, and who who's a who's a pain in the ass. Uh, he says that I hedge about everything and I think my team is gonna lose. It's because I really genuinely think my team is gonna lose even though they don't lose that often. However, to quote uh, Mr. Rooney in in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, City lost nine times last year, nine times. For a team that good to lose nine times was painful. And so hopefully we won't lose this game Uh, and start the campaign well and get our points. But Wolverhampton Wanderers is is a fucking baptism by fire. So look out for that, and we will speak to you on Monday. I think that that ends well. Because nobody listens to the end. That was the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. This was a Crap Football Crap Pundit production. We will return on Mondays and Thursdays for the Premier League season. We will talk about soccer and other things that interest us. Mike is crazy. Laurent is insane. That's why it works.